0: You're tuning in to the List Fanatic podcast, an audio destination for branding and entrepreneurship. Over here, we like to list hard and play hard. Let's go.
1: Welcome back, List Fanatic. Welcome back, Morgan.
0: Hi. (laughs) In the last podcast, I didn't even say anything. When you introduced me, I was just silent. Yeah, like nodded at you.
1: You're like, huh? And then I was like, (laughs) Okay, moving on.
0: (laughs) I acknowledge your presence.
1: (laughs) So today we're going over. I've been really excited about this one because I think that not very many people are thinking about what they consume and why, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's what this that's what the topic of this is. Mostly what movies, TV, music and content we consume and why. Why, Why do we like it? Right. But before we get into that, what is our uh, fanatic fixation?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't
1: really talk about that.
0: I think ago. I'm just really stoked to start our new gym membership. We have full amenities, sauna, mm-hmm. Himalayan salt. I'm going to be all up on Instagram stories posting about it. The pool, the hot tub. It's going to be nice. a nice change from some of the old gyms that I've been like subscribe to, I guess. So, and just being able to mix up the workout and not be so subscribed to one specific thing every single day that really feeds my feminine energy. So that's probably mine. How about you?
1: Mm, I like that. Can you, can you hold me accountable to post there too? Yeah. Cause I like that. I just,
0: your workouts or the facility All the above.
1: okay i feel like it's just like something so for me it's like it's such a nice gym mm. that i kind of want to share it cuz i want people to see what a nice gym is cuz like true before that i thought that i've seen nice gyms and they were okay but this one is like stellar
0: we're in the era of not <laughs> tolerating bs and <laughs> pushing society forward to becoming better and better and we're doing that through our own creative modalities. But I would say, yeah, sharing about it kind of has a, a, a tribe mentality of we're not going to tolerate anything less than this, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then there's just going to be more and more innovative founders that make businesses that are actually enjoyable instead of no offense to Planet Fitness and Anytime Fitness, but it's just boring. It's like yeah. they need to innovate and yeah, make that better. So I like that. when you're at the gym, are you going to be like wrapped in? A, <laughs> are you going to be like posting uh, in the sauna? Like, where are you going to be in the gym so I can know how to hunt you down? <sighs> the hot first- tub.
1: Okay. The hot tub is where I'll be and the sauna. Because, well, isn't there like the Himalayan salt sauna and then. Uh, What's the other? Is there two types of saunas there? Yeah. And the other one, the steam sauna. Or, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's correct. I think so. But yeah. Yeah. I'll be in those and in the pool. I love, I don't know. I love swimming. I think that's fun.
0: Yeah. You're not going to be in the the muscly area.
1: For sure. That's where I'll, That's where I'll be most of the time. But I'm excited, most excited to be in the sauna. And
0: can you guess where I'm going to be?
1: where you're going to be the hot tub. Maybe, maybe
0: I think I'm going to make my way down to some of the yoga studios.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Aerial yoga and things like that would be really cool. Well,
1: it's tough because there's so many good things. Like they also have the track in there, the turf track. I'm excited to use that.
0: So that's your fixation for this week.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what you're, so you're claiming mine no I said Rude. yours.
1: whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said yours is like the luxury the paradise of it that's what I was getting to is that it's like that's the nice area of like relax like sink in yeah. after your workout like that's where you're excited to go true I love to go work out but it's like I don't, I don't know I'm we have two we have
0: two massages relaxing. but two which is gonna be That's hopefully fantastic. Like <laughs> we had one massage a while ago, like what, a year and a half ago, a year ago. Wow, it's been a long time. And-
1: The one that wasn't very good? Yeah. That, that was, was like a year and a half, yeah.
0: Wow. Time flies when you're having, when you're having fun with your, your friend, your bestie.
1: Ouch.
0: I'm saying you're my bestie. Oh,
1: thanks. <laughs> yeah that massage
0: I mean,
1: that wasn't was rough wasn't the, we don't the even, it factor yeah we don't even talk about it it was just not very good
0: i mean in comparison to our spirit guide uh, her name is beverly she just transcended yeah. our spiritual and physical bodies so it's like quite hard to beat that
1: <laughs> she had healing properties i yeah. swear yeah so that's our fixation yeah so let's dig into it. What is some of your music that you consume and why do you consume it? Or how, how would I say that? Like, what's the music you love to listen well, to?
0: I was going go to go into kind of link together the gym conversation with how I'm thinking about consuming in the gym. And it's kind of interesting because when you're, you know, multitasking, you're not actually able to focus in on what you're doing. And and really give it your all, in my opinion. I think that there's a lot of excuses, but there's even more studies that show, you know, multitasking isn't the way. And to me, if you're tuning in to your internal, you know, meditative state, mind-body connection, how are you going to do that? If you're listening to music that is inundating your brain for the better or worse, or a podcast or a book, At the same time like if you're on the treadmill and you're just kind of like walking that's pretty close to human nature so maybe you could do it then and have that like passive consumption what are your thoughts on that
1: the passive consumption or the like i don't know there's a lot of points to that
0: so going to the gym and list like if you are doing certain reps and sets where you really have to focus in on your mind body connection and you're listening to a podcast or a book where you're also absorbing that knowledge simultaneously, do you think that's a good thing to do? That do, I, do I
1: consume podcasts and, and books? Well, I know you do,
0: out? right? But do you think it's good or bad or somewhere in between or does it depend? I...
1: I don't know. I think that for me personally, I feel like if you're trying to do your PR, you're trying to hit PRs, or you know, you're really pushing yourself. I feel like uh, whatever helps you get the most hyped, or whatever drives you the most, whether that would be like rap or heavy metal or death metal, you know, screaming people screaming in your ears. Um, I feel like that's what you'd do. But if you want to like get a good workout and consume like hmm, how would i say that like learn while you're working out kind of distract your brain and mostly think about your book you know like you have i don't know what popular books are like harry potter you want to listen to the whole series you're just listening to it i feel like that's good because i feel like most of the time just getting in and being healthy and exercising that's already a huge accomplishment most people don't do that and If you're just exercising, I feel like that's like the biggest point, you know? Yeah. But it is hard, like if you're getting really tired and you're listening to a book, like, so I run and so when I'm running and I start, I get a mile in or two, two miles in, it starts getting tiring. Right. Listening to the book and concentrating as well as trying to be like, okay, my legs hurt, but keep going.
0: So maybe you would do it strategically where you're listening to a part of the book or part of the podcast in the beginning, and then maybe at the end where you're cooling down and doing something that's a little bit more passive, like stretching, Does it maybe doesn't take as much focus. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. a good strategy? Yeah. And I, I'm just thinking about going to the gym. Um, it's been a while since I've been consistently working out, You know, taking a huge break off from dance, Professionally, and also teaching, which takes a lot of physicality. And going into the gym with a bunch of blue light, that really bothered me that you can't turn off the screen on the equipment there. So I'm probably going to put a towel over just to like block it out, you know, start it and get it going, but put a towel over it and try to disconnect from technology as much as possible. But then, you know, maybe just classical music, listening to that during my workout and. hmm, just a lot to think about. I want to be more focused on tasks. Because I find like even my workload, it could be way more streamlined if I just focus on one project at a time and it would be more fulfilling and rewarding. And I think that would be the same for the gym.
1: Yeah. Like you'd get more out of it if you were just focused yeah. on working out. Yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes what I do is I just turn on my can the noise canceling and then just work out.
0: Do I have that on my AirPods?
1: Your AirPods don't have that. No,
0: dang it. Okay. Um,
1: but I want the over the ear headphones. Yeah. Right. Those are really nice. Um, but for me, it's like I kind of just switch it up every day. Like some days I go in and I'm like listening for. 75 percent of it i'm listening to screamo and i just want to get hyped you know yeah and then sometimes i would go in there and it's just quiet the whole time i just have noise canceling on i'm just focused on how much pain i'm dealing (laughs) (laughs) you know running working out and yeah
0: i like it okay so we're also recording this podcast with my phone i just thought why aren't we recording this with your phone? And cause you look handsome.
1: Well, I just up to look good for you too. So that you could like.
0: Oh, cause it's date night. Meeting. Date night as yeah, well. Let's go. We <laughs> <laughs> just dropped that on you. Like, yeah. by the way, we're going out tonight. I'll go um, out,
1: let's do
0: it. I digress. You should have a camera on you next time we do this. For clips,
1: <laughs> for mm-hmm.
0: content creation. Yeah. Repurposing. Anywho, music. Yeah. What music to you, I feel like I've piggybacked off of a lot of your music because we've had a lot of discussion about, you know, getting out of certain 3D thinking and trying to upgrade and upgrade. And I, truth be told, think that there's always a, a new sort of dimension to life past what people call 5D and I think paying attention to what you consume is a huge part of that. So your music, I feel like I've just bandwagoned onto on all of your podcasts or all of your uh, playlists.
1: Because it's good or why?
0: Good messaging. Not all of it is my favorite, but do you want to go down the list of some of, of the course. things you wrote down?
1: Well, you don't have to, Yeah, I mean, shouldn't all be your favorite. Totally. You're different. Yeah. Um, For my music. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Falling in Reverse. They're more of a uh, harder metal band. I love Mike Posner.
0: Yeah, I like him. He's just
1: so amazing. Mm -hmm. And most of it is because I like the people that they are. You know? Dax, he's a rapper. Um, Chris Webby, also a rapper. And then I listen to like movie soundtracks. In classical music, um, yeah, that's all that I could think of off the top of my head. Is that what you've bag- bandwagoned on?
0: Well, I was already really into classical music, obviously, with mm-hmm. ballet and contemporary background. Uh, I really like Mike Posner. I think that's the only thing. One of his songs I pump. What's that? Do you know what it's called? Top of the world. Yes. I love that song.
1: I know. It's one of my hits.
0: I'm like, this is my manifestation playlist. And I really.
1: But I love it. Yeah. We should.
0: We should make a manifestation playlist and like link in the show notes. We should. Just like 20 songs that are like the best manifestation songs. Part of
1: this is that we start like talking about like we start sharing good music with like, oh, I like this message because of this. Like,
0: yeah, you know. There's a lot of really good messages through like Christian rap as well. You know, kind of like filtering some God.
1: That's what Dax God is. messages. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, but his is, yeah, his is just, I like the questioning part because he's not, yeah, he has a lot of, um. forget the word for having it, existential. Yeah. It's like existential questions that he like, Ah, puts into his songs I like it so it's like it has a lot of meaning behind it yeah he's like I'm just trying to find my way so that's really good
0: yeah I've been trying to pay more attention to it I think a lot of the music I've always listened to is pretty negative well there's like different periods of my life I would say like Portland was just really trendy like the weekend and things like that and I would say my Probably my favorite is really unknown music. When I first moved out to Oregon, uh, when I went, when I lived in Eugene and went to Eugene Ballet. And then Salt Lake, I don't think I listened to anything interesting in Salt Lake. It's probably a lot of, yeah, top 100 things. Um, I don't know, what do you think of some of my past music? It's like a lot of alternative, black keys, Besides, the elephant
1: besides that music Lumineers. all the rest of the stuff that you've listened to like the Lumineers, and uh yeah. I don't what is that genre called I don't even know but I've listened to I've listened to a lot of that similar music
0: yeah yeah we you're you've been pretty surprised at some of the music that I listened to from the past but I don't know some of it is pretty depressing and you don't really know what it's about until you dig deep right
1: right well that's what i kind of want people to pay attention to is for me personally i would never really paid attention to it until i don't know what happened but it just kind of like hit me i was like wow i've been listening to a bunch of music that i hate the messaging and yeah, it just it doesn't in- align. It just kind of like makes me depressed about a lot of stuff, and I'm like, why am I paying attention to that? Why am I consuming it?
0: Well, it digs into your subconscious, right? Right. And we're not even we're not even coming from a place of like, up on our soapbox. Hey, go listen to this type of music. It's right. more so like, <laughs> huh? Let's think about this. Let's see, think about how we can improve as a generation, and and so on, right? Because that's kind of the Mm-hmm. The cool thing about being human is always improving and, and then giving that down to the next generation. Like a, our generation is a compilation of our ancestors. And I think that's what I always preach to my dance students, you know, other marketers is let's, we're all in it together. There's abundance. Let's just learn from each other and be in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah what are i guess let's go to like movies and books you kind of mentioned harry potter
1: i didn't even write any books
0: well you mentioned harry potter um trying to think of i was a huge twilight person and i'm like what type of subconscious messaging does that provide unrequited love and drama I think was definitely the it factor or like the, the trending thing in the nineties, like late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands, the reality TV stuff. Yeah. The yeah. Hills, all that good stuff. I was so obsessed. Laguna beach.
1: The only thing I could yeah. say is keeping up with the Kardashians. That's the only thing I've ever heard of. And I've never even watched it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, pretty uh pretty similar to like the TikTok skits that you see where they're like eating salad and speaking two words that it's kind of, it's kind of like the skits where where men are like grunting at each other and communicating a full language it's kind of like that mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But I love the Kardashians as well. I I think I just have also an intrigue with obviously the marketing side of them, but yeah, the subconscious isn't great.
1: That's where I think it's funny because I don't hate keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever else reality TV, like obviously people are watching it. Selling Sunset.
0: Yeah, I love selling
1: Tampa. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few of those shows like and I know um, it's all fake. What's What's the one that's like uh, The Bachelor the Bachelor? Right. Like, I don't even know, like
0: so that gets into like you thinking that that's reality, right? And it, yeah. it's kind of trippy because even on like YouTube Shorts, TikTok, I went on to YouTube Shorts to create a green screen and my face was like face tuned without me even turning on a filter, which is so concerning on so many levels because they're doing it without your permission. And then you're seeing it like a mirror and it's like, that's not a mirror. That's not even my face. I have a zit right here and it's not showing that. That's just strange. But
1: the yeah. You
0: know, to your point, like reality, TV, what were you saying more about it?
1: Um, what was I saying about I kinda it? I kind of
0: cut you off. I was yeah. just trying to say that it's like super fake. Yeah. yeah I don't it's hard to this. know. It's hard to know what's actually going on in their lives. And I would actually be really interested in what's going on in their actual life. I think that's why podcasts work. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Right. Well, I think it's just, I guess I was saying that it's genius because it's fulfilling what people want. Like people want it.
0: They want the chaos.
1: So they watch it. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're bored with their life or what interested like you were, but people were consuming that. That's why they're, that's why the Kardashians are so big. People were consuming it.
0: Why do you think it works? Reality TV in particular?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Like from everyone I've talked to that likes it, I've never liked it. But for everyone that has said why they like it to me, they all say, oh yeah, I love to hear like what they talk about. the endless like banter of like bullshit. They just bullshit back and forth and they're giving each other crap in one scene and then the next scene, they're being all kind and loving and like I don't know, like, yeah, maybe it just fills because I think it fills a certain part of them that wants the chaos. They want the like crazy conversations or storming off. Like, <laughs> they all just enjoy that. So it's like they're you just getting it.
0: You don't think it's the directors just telling them, like, hey, you have a brand to fulfill and this is what it is. You're the bad guy, you're the good guy. I don't, I don't think the reality TV stars have anything really in it other than I have no the paycheck. Uh, just from what from, I've heard. From, from what, yeah, I
1: mean, Christine Quinn was talking about, like, she didn't even have a say in like how she got portrayed in the whole show she would just show up and then after is that kind of remembering that right yeah
0: her book was really interesting uh but she was strategically branding herself through that villain character which is genius right and she made the whole show and i don't even think it's a villain i think it's like a disruptor is better word
1: she was definitely the villain in that show. You think that's so? Absolutely. Every, I don't even see what time she did. Every she was on, they were at, like, it was always about like her being heartless or cold or like, yeah, she people... was she was portrayed as such a horrible person on there. It was so funny, and it's like you know, like I don't know, you just never know, but that's what people love. I feel like they got to have somebody that's I loved all that loved it.
0: I lo- I love the clapback. I feel like it was like her standing up for herself instead of being just smile and wave. But everyone listening to this podcast is going to think that I force you to watch reality girly television with me. And can you please inform them (laughs) that you chose to opt into that? Because it's no shame. Okay. No shame.
1: She made me watch it
0: for the record <laughs> she made me watch selling sunset kidding. and selling she tampa put it
1: on i because at the time you were watching it and i was like oh i hate that crap can you turn it off and then i was like huh i, I actually am kind of curious to watch it like yeah. why does everyone care to watch it so i watched some with you yeah and i think it was only one season maybe a little bit longer i don't even you like the end but- season
0: with her and i can't recall the other i should call actress the other actress um
1: that's exactly I how I see her, it, yeah.
0: I'll have to look up her name. Same as a
1: movie they're all filming. Was it
0: Chelsea? Oh, I'm going to butcher that. No, I
1: feel like it's with a K.
0: Okay. But,
1: yeah, you like the anyways, two the yeah. two
0: partners. Uh, Christine's like, they didn't even seem that close, really. It was like totally put in there. But anyway,
1: moving yeah. on, moving on, I think. So no, I was not forced to watch it. I watched of my own accord. accord. <laughs> I chose to.
0: Yeah, art is subjective, Caleb.
1: <laughs> I'll never be watching any more reality TV, but that yeah. was a, l- a little bit that I watched, and it was not all the way terrible.
0: Yeah, we hated what's her face, the the yes girl. Yeah, I don't even remember their names. Exactly. That's the other part. Is it's like it's such a waste of time sometimes.
1: Exactly, but it.
0: Here's the sort of moral of the story is that if you're aware of the subconscious programming and you're trying to escape, I don't think personally, there's any shame in that because trying to become better productivity books, you know, constantly the elevate app that we mentioned in the last episode, that's all good and dandy, but sometimes it's good to mix it up and have variety and not be so boring. Absolutely. (laughs) Some chaos is good.
1: You need it, except Absolutely.
0: no offense. I I really did not like very uh, cavalery, mm-hmm. that was boring. And so maybe that's why reality TV has to be chaotic because then exactly. it's like too perfectly boring. I think boring only works if it's like flawed, you know.
1: Mm-mm. Boring on a if you're
0: seeing TV lifestyle list. like you would on Instagram stories, seeing the behind the scenes is one thing cause that's like, Oh, they're actually going through their day. I can see that. Mm. Whereas like a production and it not being chaotic. I don't know. And mostly like the real estate was the draw for me. Cause it was so gorgeous. And, and travel <laughs> destinations like Emily in Paris, that's obviously not a reality TV show, but just seeing the sights is one of that my one favorite has, things. It has
1: horrible mes- messaging though.
0: Let's talk about it. Mm. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. What was
1: your, (laughs) what
0: was your conclusion? Basically,
1: it's like, she goes over there to have the time of her life and then she cheats and then she cheats again and then she cheats again. It was like a never ending cheat and it's like, what is going on? Like, I hate just watching that. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, the, I don't
1: know, it didn't, I don't know, some, some shows will like humanize the cheating and show what happened led them to it but that show is just like, I'm just cheating for fun. I'm just, and it's like, what the heck? Like, it's like so yeah. many girls are watching that and being like, it's okay to do that now.
0: It reminds me of someone in, in my life that is no longer in my life. That is just like acting without thinking like very, um, what's the word? Like frivolous carefree. Yeah. yeah it, like, yeah. The negative of carefree. Right. Uh, and even on the marketing side, that that show was also not really drawing any reality to right. Maybe that's what there it is. Any, I like the reality of business. life oh. the ebbs and flows of real human emotion, um true happiness, true sadness, true hardship, pursuit of happiness. let's All of the- go, let's Let's talk about pursuit of happiness.
1: Well, that's funny you say that because everything I have written down here is all about like the, the hardships that come with life. Like that is what I am drawn to the most with any movie or show or book. Right. It's all about the hardship, you know, like pursuit of happiness is just one long thing talking about hardship. Yes. It is just two hours of like the worst happenings ever
0: so good you
1: know filing into one one timeline and then that person's stuck to deal with it and then how you deal with it and that's like that maybe makes that, me that every time the redemption of everything is what i think is so powerful brooklyn 99 kung fu panda
0: brooklyn Megamind, like how?
1: all of these well like because jake is a child at the beginning and so the True. whole story is about him growing up being a man. <laughs> well, right. That because is so true. That's what's so funny is like, we just finished
0: it. I'm going to yeah. cry.
1: That's what I think wow. it's all about. It's like the redemption. It's like you're never your circumstances. You can always choose to be above them. You can always choose the life you want.
0: The grown up lonely island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. He really does choose it over and over. And then it's interesting, like in the beginning or in the middle of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Amy and Jake don't make it in the first little bit because Mm -hmm. it's like they're trying to force this perfect situation instead of just going with the flow. Yeah. Looking out for signs, letting it be in the moment, not trying to like have control over everything in their life.
1: So yeah, that what, was Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: What other, so we named Pursuit of Happiness. What did you think of The Founder? Because we, we recently watched that again.
1: Oh yeah, I I remember that one, yeah.
0: Was that good messaging? It was kind of negative. It
1: was kind of horrible, honestly. It <laughs> but about, it was true. It's kind of like the social, uh, the social network, the one about Facebook.
0: Yeah. That's, that one mm-hmm. is
1: like about like, betraying your friends, basically like
0: money hungry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then like the founder, the founder is like even more so that way. It's all about, Hey, guess what? I got my foot in the door to make your plans work and now it's my plans.
0: Oof, scary.
1: And it's just cutthroat. And the craziest thing about that is even though those founders, the actual founders, of mcdonald's like and i don't even know how factually correct that show is but they still got a million dollars and in today's time that's 12 million like with inflation and with all that other stuff they still benefited immensely from that
0: you know but that's not what it was about about for them according to
1: the fictional well according to semi-fictional movie. agreed i'm just saying like even through that they still got a lot of money yeah not nearly as much as mcdonald's is worth but
0: yeah that was a hard hard scene to watch when he came in with the flowers with the diabetes situation of the one of the brothers
1: i don't remember that scene
0: Oof. he like came in and was basically threatening them with roses and he one of the brothers was essentially like close to death or like almost oh, hit that yeah. point because of stress from that situation and just how they painted it was a pretty dark, but also really inspiring in a really twisted American way. So I don't know how I feel about that.
1: I don't know if I was to pull something good out of all of it. It's that having the vision is what matters the most because that, the guy that stole it had the vision for what it could become and right or wrong, he made more of it.
0: (laughs) I'd be more interested in watching a movie about a founder like Gary Vee yeah that cares more about you know the the positive side of competition and kindness and treating employees with respect that would be that'd be my but then vote. that
1: would just turn out to be very cavalry again Just be boring because it's just Gary V doing everything right and just being this uplifting person. I'm
0: just giving you Gary (laughs) V is the most entertaining person. Have you? I mean, him in a pickleball match, he's like losing his Mm -hmm. mind. Yeah, and that is like the energy I live for. I think it would be also the sort of like young Gary V getting into those shoes. How fascinating is that to be? putting in that much grind and effort into something that's not even yours that you're doing for family like that is just so inspiring yeah they probably will make a movie about him hopefully maybe it'll be us who knows
1: that makes a movie about him
0: yeah who would play him i just did this in my personal brand strategy session like what actor actress would play you
1: Hmm.
0: what actor would play gary vee
1: I have no idea. Me either. I don't know that many actors. Me either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, who yeah. am I asking here? Let me think about this. Caleb, you have not watched, you watched all the classics for the last three years of dating. Like we had a lot to get into that. Those three years. Oh yeah. We had a Christmas story. What else did I make you watch? True. My fair lady. Was that There's me? Tons. Or?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. There's a ton and they probably all had negative messaging.
1: They're all pretty bad, yeah.
0: Gilmore Girls was, you hated. I hated it. But you also loved it. So what is that?
1: Well, there's parts that I love. Like for Gilmore Girls, I love the part where the, the daughter, um, I already forgot her name. Rory. Rory. Yeah. And the grandpa, their relationship is mm-hmm. good. But everybody else's relationship is horrible. Luke and how kind he is towards Lorelai is horrible. Like, he's just like, Oh, he
0: is kind. He's she's so just nice.
1: And she, walks all yeah, over. yeah, she does. Got married twice on him. Like, Lorelai Emily and Emily
0: in Paris have a lot of similarities of their mm. character. And I think that's a pretty, like, sort of this. Like I'm a mess, and everyone else has to pick up the pieces. Like, kind of mentality. Yeah. Just immaturity. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Covered movies. Any any others that really stick out to you?
1: Any other movies? Yeah. Uh, Mega <laughs> Oh and yeah, the Stuck animated. Genre. I wanted to ask you about Stuck in Love.
0: Okay. You want so to start what with about that, one? that?
1: Yeah, I don't oh. even know where to begin. Okay. There's so much again?
0: I have to say about this, and. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) this movie is so good for so many reasons. Uh, This dad teaches his kids to consistently write and put their creativity through the pages. He pays them instead of them going out to a job. You know, they're high schoolers. Didn't really get into so much of the backstory of how long they were doing these writing exercises, but I just, the parenting side of that is so inspiring to me. And I really hope to instill some of those, you know, like discipline, but also that creativity balance with my kids to really show them that they have everything available to them. They don't, they have the power within themselves. And it's, it's not the sort of backwards, Messaging that we were given as kids. There's so many iconic phrases and quotes in this. Um, man, I I want to look up the the one they end the movie on, and I don't want to like ruin it for listeners. If you haven't seen it, it's just so beyond good, and that's also. <laughs> It's the same actress Lily Collins in Emily in Paris and she's really just such a diverse actress, a lot of range. Um but her character in Second Love definitely she was looking for like a toxic relationship or not even toxic relationship. She was looking to just you know have random sex with strangers and Lou oh my gosh, like he's just a romantic who reeled her in and that, that relationship isn't really what inspires me. It's more so the perseverance of the dad, like, being committed to the mom, even after she cheated on him. And that was after he cheated on her. Like it was just a really interesting take on perseverance of marriage. And discipline and showing your kids creativity and a way to make money and, you know, give your legacy to them because he's a professional writer. I don't know if I totally messed up that summary, but yeah. What do you think of that? Of that movie? I kind of took it as it like
1: passing on his so good. his knowledge of understanding himself and writing about it.
0: And the world, yeah.
1: Right. Being a little self-aware and then spending time and writing about it, yeah.
0: I think the end line that he narrates in it is so good because it, I don't know if you want to look it up, but it's like something about what happens when the room goes dark kind of thing and every everyone's hearts are beating. Do you see it? Maybe mm-hmm. look up heart be <laughs> silence of the room anyway that's a really good one um i i would highly recommend i don't think that there's any it showcases a lot of toxic relationships but also like overcoming things to to be with your soulmate which i think is beautiful
1: i could hear everyone's heart
0: yeah go uh, yes that's
1: it well it's not very long it's, go ahead i could hear everyone's heart I could hear the human noise we sat there making, not one of us moving, not even when the room went dark.
0: If that doesn't sum- Why is that powerful? If that doesn't summarize <laughs> humanity, what does? Mm.
1: How does that summarize? It's simply
0: poetic of the human existence. It's just oh my God cry. Uh, I've watched it so many times too. I There was one time I watched it. Um, with my friend when I was, like, what, 14, 15? And we watched it four times in a row. (laughs) That's, like, we were just so obsessed. I digress. Let's talk about animated movies. Mm. Uh, We we really do find them to be the most positive and uplifting, but not all of them. Like, Puss in Boots was really scary in the first few minutes. Uh, Very overly sexualized. Yeah,
1: forgot about that one even.
0: Not great. What else?
1: I just want to talk about the good ones. because okay, go I ahead. just love them. Megamind. So Megamind. Meg- Megamind also has the same thing where it has a an end line that is just too good. And it, what is it? Well, the whole story of Megamind is his adventure from evil to good. So at the beginning, he like gets sent to jail as like a re- young kid, and that's where he's raised. He's-
0: if you haven't seen it, like. Turn this part off. Just watch it. Yeah. Just watch (laughs) it.
1: It'll Um, still be good. Yeah. And he is, his fight with his arch nemesis begins at, you know, really young age. And at the beginning, he's like, he tries to be a good person. And then he realizes he just can't be. And so then he's like, if I'm going to be the bad one, I'm going to be the baddest one of them all. So he kind of just accepts his fate deals and then goes into being a Evil villain, right? And then it's this story of how he goes from evil to good, and at the end he says, "I guess destiny isn't the path chosen for us, but the ch- path we choose for ourselves." Wow! And that's the light. That's like what I love about all the- about Megamind, Kung Fu Panda, um, tons of those movies, all the animated movies like that. I just love.
0: Do you agree with that? What Megamind had to say at the end of the movie? Absolutely. You think we choose our path? Yeah. You don't think the universe hands it to us? I
1: don't know. I don't think there's any definitive answer to whether or not the universe. Or you think there's a
0: relationship.
1: There you go. I agree. I think because if you're not doing anything, nothing's going to happen. But if you're working after stuff because he accepts his fate and he tries to do better. That's the whole story, right? Mm -hmm. So if if you're not trying to be better, you're not going to be better. That's what I'm saying. So you're choosing your fate. Yeah. As well as it's being drawn up for you. Like it's both.
0: Kung Fu Panda is my favorite. Yeah. I know you're so in love with (laughs) Megamind. I don't quite get it, but I do appreciate that movie. It's
1: just so humorous too. I love how overconfident he is when he gets in a fight with himself. Do you remember that scene? He's like, oh, but he's so strong. And like, it's just so funny how like, overconfident he is about himself yeah but what's what's good about uh kung fu panda is that how
0: you feel do you feel like my mind is you let's get down
1: to of it of course Kayla. i do i feel like it like because that's kind of the self-talk i have is like i don't know like i'm the best yeah I'm the best oh, right
0: who is that in that's uh, uh
1: rose the mma fighter
0: yeah i'm the best mm-hmm.
1: she was and it works yep
0: it's like the Ted Lasso scene. Right? Yeah.
1: That's why I like it. It's like your inner dialogue changes what happens in your day to day, which changes everything. That's why I like, that's why I say that's like me. It's because I am trying to have that, not just positive, but like reaffirming. I could do it like.
0: And that's why those messages that are hitting your subconscious are so important because yeah. you might've done a lot of work to gain confidence, you know, put really uh encouraging words in your head and then you have that hit and take 10 steps backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mega Mind is funny, but you know what's funnier? Hmm. Kung Fu Panda and Home.
1: <laughs> uh Home. Kung
0: Fu Panda that yeah (laughs) and the audience or the listeners can't can't see me but it's this thing that he does in the third movie with this yellow energy aura and he spins it around and he pushes it towards his enemy there's a lot of spoiler alerts in this yeah and destroys him and it's like this like powerful scene where he's just one with the universe like that has unified him and Mm -hmm. he's so full of light that no one could touch him. And that there, there's something that inner really peace. resonates that's with what that. It was, yeah. Inner peace. Mm-hmm. Inner peace and stillness and being okay with the moment and not being worried about who's coming at you or like anything, any obstacles. You're not even worried. Rolls off your back. Yeah. There's no there's nothing that can touch
1: you. I think that's really it especially powerful because in the first one he is just a cook and not even a good one you know then he goes to learning kung fu yeah and then he finds out so he that battle you're talking about he's fighting the people he's fighting the person that killed his parents or his mom and so he's like overcoming that to have inner peace like it's profound true yeah what about home What do you like about home?
0: What do I like about home? His his accent is probably (laughs) what I like. I don't know that I like any of the messaging. Let me see. It is definitely uh, uh, taking taking uh, what would you call it? Being separated from humanity or or separated from other beings in the galaxy and making it about getting to know one another. It's like this relationship movie where he's at first disgusted with, disgusted with humanity. And really maybe it's kind of meta because we're talking about messaging in content and movies and music and this alien is being told by all of his other alien buddies what to believe by the leader. Believe this. Sure. <laughs> Takes the sure and yeah. hits people on the head. Such an idiot. And he, you know, all of these, uh, booves is what they're called. Believe that humans are just filthy, dumb creatures, um, that should be taken over and should be told what to do. And that's, that's a really deep message actually. Yeah, not just for humanity, but connecting with um, other light beings, if you wanna, if you believe in that. Uh, you know, not being essentially segregated. You know. Yeah, I would it, say it, not
1: judging the book by its cover. It
0: it shows almost like racism and and other uh, other bigot mentality into a in into a different light that's more accepted but if you if you dig deep into anything you can be an english major like me (laughs) and analyze the shit out of it um and you'll probably find gold because i think creatives have a lot of gold in them especially with good intent
1: well not to mention i think rihanna is the girl in that isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another reason to like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of her music her shows music up in same, it. Yeah. Yeah. The music in that movie is so good. It just has you dancing like, what, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was really good.
0: We were talking about Star Wars earlier today. Mm. Let's dig into that. I didn't
1: even talk about Star Wars at all in here. Go for it. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Mostly because I never really thought about it like this, honestly. Really, I just kind of loved it. Like,
0: I feel like we've talked about the messaging a lot about Star, mm. Star Wars—the good and bad. The you were just talking yesterday about Anakin. What are you talking about?
1: Oh well, that part's kind of messed up because that's when he like betrays essentially the whole good side, you know, and he brings balance to the Force. And that part is just so controversial because he basically eliminates the power to own the, the galaxy, you know, because the it kind of the pendulum swings, right, it goes between the Jedi and the Sith, Jedi and the Sith, and they're just fighting back and forth. And then he turns evil and brings balance to the force. And I just I love it because of that, because it's such a controversial take.
0: Yeah, you that know? is a very interest yeah
1: i guess it's like things things aren't always as they seem because all of the jedis are like oh he's gonna bring balance to the force and they didn't think that's what it would be and then the the sith are like oh he's the chosen one so everyone knew he's the chosen one hmm. but it didn't end up how everyone thought it would for them
0: yeah Ag- back to the controlling factor it's like trying to trying to act like god Would you say Jedi kind of acted like they were God and knew everything and that got in their own way? They're they're not the rulers of the universe. Yeah,
1: exactly. They
0: don't know the, the end chapter. Interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know the other. Oh, actually the other message that I really like from Star Wars is, um, trust your feelings. Because everyone, like nowadays, everyone likes to say, don't believe your feelings. And it's like, well, those in those feelings is what's happening with you. And that's like, that's profound to me, too. Like, that's an overlooked message.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting that you bring this up because I know you talk about, you know, working through um, obstacles in your life by feelings and obviously, the vehicle of our body, we have to work out to get stress out of our body. And feelings are one of those things, right? You cry to to you know secrete negativity or toxins. You sweat to do the same thing. And Phil Goodlife today was on live with Lori Ladd, and he was talking about feelings being a way to show up to resonate and be of service to God. I found wow. that to be very interesting. Yeah. And how they got into that conversation was really <laughs> cool. Step-by-step step to, to witness. But what do you think of that feeling emotions?
1: Well, what do you think of that?
0: Well, I, I think it's, uh, being of service to, you know, people who have God within them. And being, can you look at my favorite quote really quick? The, uh, being a light for others. Oof. I always forget this, this quote. Should just memorize the holding thing or. Yeah, I don't even know
1: what that. Could is.
0: have it, uh, could have it in the office. It's like, uh, I don't have my phone in front of me, but.
1: Well, what's the gist of it? Cause I feel like there's a,
0: Basically being the light, being, being, uh, being the brightest light you can be and not shrinking and being small. By the way, I'll leave this quote in the show notes because I'll be able to find it. So essentially when you're being big, you're a bright light, you're inspiring others to be and show their light. And in that quote, it says that you know we're we're God's children and um, God is within us. And I know this this whole podcast sounds like preachy and religious, but it's really not that. I um, have a different relationship with God than I think are was within my old teachings or beliefs systems, and it's it's a different relationship. I don't, beyond that, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's, uh, I don't know what word you want to use to describe it. It's a light within you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's energy, universe, it's all these woo-woo words, but well, they all mean the didn't same take thing. I not
1: you as preachy and religious.
0: I know. So. I just don't want our listeners to think that. And it's, I don't even think it's good and evil. I think it's energy and it, it's not something we need to be attached to. Um, I think we need to be open to hearing those messages, feeling those feelings and being aware and what was the word you you were saying, yeah, feeling, yeah, and oh, you were saying with the with the Star Wars message like believing in in your own thoughts in your own intuition, yeah, yeah. Whew. we hit a lot of movies. And that music. is a
1: lot, yeah. The last we, sh- yeah. I, the last one I want to just talk about is Ted Lasso.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: just because I love one. it, it's coming out on March fifteenth. I'm so excited. I love Ted Lasso, and why. for three for three things, it's just so optimistic. It's like things. This guy. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. All of these are great, I feel like, except for the reality TV that we talked about. Don't <laughs> watch that. <laughs> um, so optimistic through all Did of these. Don't tell the people what to happen.
0: watch, Caleb.
1: No, no. Please don't watch it. <laughs> Said please, now it counts. <laughs> it's optimistic. And then there's a quote, it's like, be curious, not judgmental.
0: He says that?
1: Yeah, because remember when he's doing the darts? Ah. <sighs> that was such an iconic judgmental it's like boom like so powerful because he like wins and like everyone's like oh we like this guy because he stands up for us you know yeah he's not scared obviously he deals with crippling anxiety and other things but he's still like showing up and then just the the believe is so so iconic to me yeah so it Those, is. And a trailer
0: like. with everyone doing their own <laughs> versions yeah. of their believe mm-hmm. posters. They're yellow and blue, and like Keeley had the the glitter. Yeah, Ted Lasso is something I think every everyone could resonate with, and it's just such a different show that's preaching a totally new message than I've ever seen. Yeah, and I love it. Um, yeah, that's that's. It, I know a lot of HR people also love Ted Lasso psychology people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what else about it? Do you like,
1: Just, well, I named a bunch. I don't know. Going. I'm trying
0: to think like Ted Lasso to me is, yeah. He's trying to inspire others. Be there's, there's also the touch of toxic positivity that, mm-hmm. you know, they showcase yep. in the beginning where he's, putting on a front and that actually is like a turnoff for his wife that ends in a divorce for probably other reasons than they touch on. But there is that extreme of being too positive. Right. And on this podcast, we always talk about that sort of synergy and uh, polar opposites yeah, and how to be in the gray area. I think Ted Lasso is such a extreme for most of the characters on the show, and he's just the outcast. Yeah, for so many reasons. I he's hope, from America.
1: Yeah. They're all from—is
0: <laughs> it England? Mm-hmm. Correct. Or
1: That's where they're at. I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly, but their their players are from. Og,
0: you're an ugly bebe. Ogle bebe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jim,
0: I'm James Todd. Yeah, that was horrible. I feel like
1: I could have done that I better. It. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, the the toxic positivity turns him into almost a denier in denial. He's stuck in denial at times.
0: He, yeah, and so he can't absolutely. even he
1: can't even say, "Oh, I'm having a crappy day," because he's like, "Oh, I have to be positive." Like, and then anxiety and then depression and yeah, other things. So yeah, of course, like that's why it's like important to have those feelings with the optimism. Cause like the hope of things happening, you know?
0: Yeah. The hope and not the darkness. There's a lot of dark shows right now and oh Ted Lasso t- touches on the dark, which is good. Like it's a, it's a real deep human type of dark. Right. Yeah. Instead of like, oh man, some of these like fictional shows you're like, what is happening or like, yeah. I don't even want to talk about don't it.
1: want to, yeah.
0: So we want you to go watch Ted Lasso on, <laughs> this is not sponsored yeah. <laughs> on March.
1: Yeah. What is it March? March 15th.
0: 15th on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So good. Can't wait. Can't wait to watch Keely. She is my favorite. She's a yeah. gem. I'd be best friends with her in a heartbeat if she's a real person.
1: <laughs> okay. She might be, yeah. Um all right so moving on to social media and how do you confront it what do you do
0: confront it yes hey social media how con- <laughs> what are you doing over here well i set time limits that's like more so uh boundaries mm-hmm. around blue light but oh, could
1: go over boundaries too
0: yeah i, I think i who there's a lot here so from a social media marketing standpoint, when you're in different areas of the world, you're going to have different feed. It's going to treat you as a different sort of, you know, stereotyping. It's a stereotypical type of person in an area. And that social media platform is going to provide you based on your own interests, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. But I try just not to follow people that I'm not inspired by. And a lot of girls talk about unfollowing people who make them feel worse about themselves. I think that that's kind of avoiding the problem, the root of the problem. You can unfollow them for the time being, but then to not go back to the problem of, okay, well, why am I feeling insecure about this girl who has obviously shown the best of her life has curated her feed has curated this photo the the camera the outfit the background the angle. she's taken 200 to 300 images to post this one why is that that you're feeling inadequate yeah I think that's the better question. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to put your foot forward? But generally speaking, I think avoiding consumption as much as possible and creating is better. I think if you're in the hamster wheel of consuming, you're going to be stuck there and it's hard to get out.
1: Yeah. So then aside from more of your boundaries and what you think about, like following and following what kind of content creators do you follow
0: well i mentioned earlier phil good life there's a new one uh i don't recall his username but he does a lot of exercises and showing standing different movements that will bring you back to your inner peace your Mm -hmm. inner peace (laughs) and yeah i love that i think that we need to discuss more of that lex fridman posted today about like a Winnie. Did you see that Winnie the Pooh Mm -hmm. hanging out with the buddies in Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, and they were like having tea in his little home. And Lex Fridman's caption was, we need more of this, whatever it is, something like that.
1: Mm -hmm. I just have to say, I love Lex Fridman, because he's always taking those like, hot topics, and he turns it into, you're all right. It's okay. Like everyone's right. It's just a different time in your life. Like we're all humans. Everyone's at a different place. We're all dealing with different things. It's okay. And I love you. Take care. Like that's, that's his message. And I just love it every time.
0: He acts like a real person Mm -hmm. rather than a public figure, even though he is a public figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
1: That is a good description. And I would agree with it.
0: That would, that's what I would aspire to be like Mm -hmm. with, you know, a mass following. Just to keep that humbleness and humanity locked, locked
1: in place. Right. We're not, I mean, this whole conversation too, we're not trying to just be like, hey, you're an idiot if you're watching something. It's like, we're also trying to get to different places too. You know, like. Yes, we are. Don't take, don't take me saying you should watch Kung Fu Pandas. You should watch it. If you hate animated movies, go watch something else. Like, Or read a book, do whatever fits you or just like. We're just talking about what we like and why.
0: And we've had you know? a million of these conversations right. to be on the same page and <laughs>
1: yeah. not to
0: compromise, but to get to know each other more and to really dig into the curiosity of how is this affecting our lives? How do we want to move forward, build a family, build a unit and you know, peaceful environment to live in? I think everyone wants that to be happy and to improve and grow. And we're a team. So... To have these conversations before like before marriage during our dating is i think very important because if you don't know what you're consuming that's just like a huge part of the reality that we live in
1: yeah i think that because i know i talked about this in a previous episode the effect of your five closest people around you I think that like in today's world, we don't realize that there's so many more people than just five. And it is the people that you follow. Yeah. It is. That is just how the world works. If you're on social media, that's who you're being influenced by. You know?
0: Yeah. So. You know, I... I used to watch, or I used to listen to a lot of the Skinny Confidential with Lauren Bostic and Michael Bostic, and I really still enjoy their podcasts, but it's time for me to move on. And I think that as a creator, you have to respect that from your fans, your following, that they're probably going to hit a point where they might find a new avenue and leave the platform. And that's good. Right. You don't want to retain people that don't want to be there. And, not not to say that I'm never going to listen to that again, but I think I got what I needed, and moved past it. There was also an old a lot of old creators I used to watch to get sort of the cross training of the gym: Whitney Simmons, Buff Bunny. You know what's his name? Christian Gu- Gu- Guzman. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Max Tuning. That sort of tribe watched a lot of their content to get a better grasp of what i was heading into and that that was a tool on my tool belt again moved out of that and into a different zone the people i listen to and subscribe to now are very very choosy very choosy very strategic how's this going to impact me and when you get into the zone of i'm not going to let anyone waste my time because when i look back when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want to think that I was just scrolling mindlessly for hours. Really go there. Once you go there for real and you're not just, it's not a passing thought, you're gonna be like, fuck no. Do not mess with my time. Do not mess with my time. It's great that you're creating, not following you. It's kind of like, you know, not needing to reply to a text not needing to reply to an email there are certain people you need to reply to emails to for example like if you're looking for a service you get a quote back you don't reply to it like that person is of of service to you you're not you know they're not on your team right right so that's something that i'm very aware of what's a necessity what's not a necessity what's going to fuck with my time and what's going to add value (laughs) (laughs)
1: I love it though. I love it. I feel like, I feel like if everyone was way more choosy about where they spent their time on social, me included, I think it would be a lot better finding more things to that inspire you. Like if you are going to be on there, find things that inspire you. And lately I just haven't been liking anything on social media. So I just don't be on it. I limit my time. I'm like hard I'm hardly on there and then I'm like oh what like spending my time off think time or working or doing things that I want to build do and build you know it's not popular yeah
0: I hope it becomes more popular I hope that we continue to evolve and create in new ways and wouldn't it be cool if everyone was a creator and not a consumer if there's a way to do that
1: for sure. I think there is.
0: Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Is there anything else we want to talk so, about?
1: More yeah, just some more people that I like is uh Andrew Huberman.
0: Who is that again?
1: He's the uh Oh I don't, I don't he's even he's the know one his, like, that everyone title.
0: keeps talking about. Mm-hmm. He's
1: yeah, he's all the rave Is he right the now.
0: no? i who am I thinking of? What Who's is he known running? for? What's his niche?
1: Uh, like it's more science related stuff, like taking care of yourself with science, like how much sauna is going to help you, um, workouts that you do. And that's also why I follow Ben Greenfield. Those two really like help me a lot with dieting and how to treat your body. But
0: you said Ben Greenfield is really high level, hard to understand. Yes. Not for everyone.
1: He is difficult to understand, yeah. Yeah. And then somebody that's just really weird for me is Russell Brand. I love watching Russell He's Brand's an interesting videos. cookie, he's that's so for sure. Funny. He's so funny.
0: Do you think he's narcissistic?
1: I don't know. I honestly, I yeah, I don't know.
0: Interesting guy.
1: I don't, I don't really consume a lot of his content, but I am like, I kind of laugh at it.
0: He is intriguing. And he's
1: always like. Another thing that I respect is he's taking on all of the like all of the controversial topics. Like that's what he's always talking about. Yeah. And so I just I I'm just glad a lot of people are talking about it, you know.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's just the but, accent. I'm like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> back I don't trust to you. back to the home <laughs> conversation. I'm like, "Hmm." Yeah. No. That's that's all jokes. I always joke about British accents because um, they're hard for me to listen to. <laughs> oh, I love British. yeah, I mean, I used to hang out with you know Paige and Kaylee and all of them, but mm-hmm. okay, so anything else like ads, consumer goods, any or other sort of consumption, food, mm. anything else that we're more aware of? Food is a hard one.
1: Food is hard, yeah.
0: Mostly media stuff, though. Yeah. That we're talking about today.
1: Well, I do have, like, uh, the mixture of music and TV. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, the Greatest Showman and Les Mis. Ooh. Because I never got to talk about it. And I just... Go ahead. Those are those are really great films. They are. And Les Mis is really hard. Like... It is hard to watch musicals sometimes because you're like people don't sing and dance this isn't disney in 2000 anymore you know so it's like different but i just think again les mis is such a powerful story about redemption you know being hand being handed the wrong deck of cards and turning all of those if you're in war you're turning a bunch of twos and threes and getting into the kings you know you know that card game Kind of You basically trade, like, you your two cards go against each other, and whoever has the higher card wins. Yeah. And when you're being dealt a bunch of twos and threes, you're, like, basically going oh, right. to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, turning all of those bad cards into good cards to win, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, Greatest Showman. He loses his job, and he lies to get... I don't know how correct that is either from that, but he basically gets a hold of it, and, like... And then he, he goes so far as to get so much and just be ego driven, Phineas T. Barnum, you know, and then he has every loses everything. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, I was doing it all for my family, and then goes back to it. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're a sucker for musicals. Yeah. Another thing I don't quite understand.
1: (laughs) It is weird. I, I get a lot of crap for it. But I just love them.
0: I love a few. But some really bother me. For sure. It's kind of like that annoying sound from ba- uh, bagpipes. It's like, I can't handle too
1: much of it, you know? That annoying sound that is bagpipes. <laughs>
0: Sorry if you're a bagpipe player. There's, oh, there's like a professional bagpipe player listening. Oh, my goodness. And they're going to hate us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what would you give to our audience as some takeaways if they haven't already taken away their own you know, tips? Mm -hmm. i guess what's the number one thing that you would say to them
1: oh as far as messaging oh yeah messaging
0: and consuming
1: i would just say like for my biggest thing is like just find what you like you know if you do like musicals rep that and just own it and love your musicals it's your life and then find other people that like it. This is the other thing I didn't talk about with Megamind is the importance of having at least one person that believes in you. Yeah. And that is so overlooked. Like nobody really thinks about that, but it's like, that will change your life. Have finding one person that supports you and not just goes along with what you're saying that really supports you and believes in you and says that.
0: And questions, yeah. questions you in a loving way. Mm-hmm asks you
1: yeah
0: oh why are you, wh- what about that yeah. you know not the why are you doing that mm-hmm. t- type of yeah question mm-hmm. i agree
1: so i would just say like find the messaging that you like find the content that you like find the movies books whatever it is just find stuff that you like and then like investigate investigate why you're liking stuff I think that's interesting. Yeah. What would you say?
0: To add on to what you said, investigate the gut feeling. What is your body doing when you're consuming something or absorbing some sort of messaging, whether it's music, movies, social media, a book, all the above? Yeah. What is that gut feeling telling you? Should you put it away? Should you unfollow? Should you continue? Should you be obsessive about it and analyze it? Like, just pay attention. I agree with you, self-awareness around that. Mm -hmm. And yeah.
1: So then I have one more question before we end.
0: Okay.
1: What is your favorite movie or TV show? Or maybe not your favorite, what's like a top two or three?
0: I've had a pretty standard answer for this, and I think I'm over it. I think I've moved past <laughs> the 16 Candles, Pretty and Pink, uh, Breakfast Club days. Mm-hmm. They're great movies, super racist, horrible messaging. Horrible True, messaging. Yeah. And I think it's... I wouldn't even say it's Pretty and Pink. <laughs> He's going to be him. Yeah. Our dog is... Just both of our dogs are being obnoxious during this whole podcast, but that's okay. They're living their best life, aren't they?
1: This is spoiled.
0: <laughs> we're gonna put them away for future podcasts because we're gonna be doing videos and they're not, I'm not gonna allow them to be in it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's good. Maybe they will be. Maybe Brie will be sitting in my lap being a cute little yeah. uh wannabe cat. Anyway.
1: So you're past pretty and pink, sixteen candles, on to what?
0: I don't know yet, I don't know. I wanted to say Pride and Prejudice, but eh. That's like my feel good movie when I'm on my period and I wanna just eat ice cream and escape and see the beautiful scenery of the, hmm. the landscape. It's mo- more about the, the visuals. I think a slow movie, something slow. I loved Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf. All the Shia Buff independent films are great, Plus he's my celebrity crush. So there you go. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any, I just Mm -hmm. really like indie films and not in a ironic way in a, (laughs) I just like the slow let's enjoy the human experience.
1: I, you know, that's something we haven't even talked about this whole time. Slow movies. I think they're so overlooked. I think that like in the social media age, everyone's like, Oh, have the highest retention, you know? And so they're trying to fill this stuff with as much in as little as time. And I think that having that spaced out timing of like building things, like the, uh, having things drawn out to really capture what's going, what's happening, you know? The
0: attention span has gotten really small. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite?
1: I still have to say my favorite movie is Megamind, and then I, Brooklyn Nine Nine is my favorite show. But Ted Lasso might actually like Ted okay. Lasso is really good. We'll see. We'll see what happens if they do just a season three, or if they do season four and keep going. We'll see. But I just, you know, one thing I I didn't really talk about a lot of stuff, but Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, yeah. It talks about we can't end most, without
0: talking about it thoroughly. Right. We talked about it a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Deserves the most clout. <laughs> Brooklyn 9 takes all of the controversial topics it and does. touches on them yeah. in such a, a humorous comedic relief way to where it's not like it's not telling you how you should act in any of those um, in any of those ways. It's just saying be a good person. Right. That's how I take it.
0: It's woke in a truly woke way. Yes. That's it touches true. on all of, all, so many different things, mm-hmm. but not in a, it's in your face and it's obviously being uh, written.
1: We'll say the Karen way.
0: Via agenda. <laughs> no, let's not talk. No, we're gonna, go. <laughs> no, yikes. People are gonna be like, just "Hey, I'm a Karen."
1: Well, we just won't... <laughs> true, so we'll we'll throw that under the rug now, then, <laughs> and we'll say that the last thing I really love about Brooklyn Nine Nine is how trusting and forgiveness works in there. Like, it was almost weird how all of those, like, during each episode, everyone like when somebody messes up, they always go and say sorry. They're like, "Oh yeah, I wasn't trusting of you." I didn't think you had it, so I'm sorry.
0: Accountability.
1: Mm-hmm. Booyah. And then accountability, <laughs> saying sorry, booyah. <laughs> Noice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is beautiful. Saying sorry is beautiful. I didn't really think that until I started watching that show.
0: It's good. Is there anything so, else I feel like you uh, have a lot more I feel
1: like there's tons like um...
0: but w- what are we providing okay here's the real thing hmm. we're telling the audience to go go consume good messaging Ted lasso Brooklyn 99 although Brooklyn 99 they do shame Hitchcock for being such a horrible human being which I do like that not they like ignore it. Which I well, think they is the best thing horrible. that you could do. they yeah. like, why are
1: you so bad? <laughs> After he makes bad comments.
0: Really bad comments. Yes. So that's the only part of it. Like, if kids are around, maybe be aware of that. Uh, what else? Feel good. Life is great. On social. Love his messaging.
1: I wouldn't say we're telling anybody to change. We're just saying we like this messaging.
0: And see if you like it.
1: If, like... Well, we're just saying, like, why do you like it? I know. Find out why you like it. I'm not telling anybody to change. I know, but. I'm just saying, (sighs) find out what you like. Here's why we like our stuff. True. And maybe that will inspire you to find out why you like it or that you don't like it.
0: Okay, that's fair. Because there's been a lot of change. Leave it open-ended. I like
1: that. Right. I'm not over here saying, saying, like, you need to change. I'm like, if you like the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, I mean, I never watched it. Yeah. Who am I to say? Obviously be a good person. That's about it.
0: Yeah. I'm just over here like the list in List Fanatic is coming out.
1: We put a long list of... It's a long list, yeah. Movies, shows. I didn't really write any books. I didn't really have time for that. but Yeah. I want
0: to get into some books that are less about uh, business marketing and like self-help mm-hmm. and getting into more genres that our new territory. Yeah, I think that's a huge to do to do on my list mm-hmm. in 2023. Okay.
1: All right. Well, we hope you guys
0: what's the next episode that we're doing?
1: Oof. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. The next episode would be we're talking about the Super Bowl.
0: Yes. We're talking about Rihanna.
1: We're talking about Rihanna. <laughs> We're talking about the, the marketing side of it. We, That one is going to be a, a wide topic. Yes. That's going to be a lot of Particularly under.
0: underpriced, the underpriced, underpriced value of a Super Bowl ad and why. Yeah. Okay. On that note, we'll see you next time. Ciao.